dear moms, it's a Friday, which means we're talking about another topic into motherhood. Only this time, the topic that we're talking about right now is not necessarily um, a happy topic. When we talk about motherhood, yes, there is beauty in motherhood. Yes, there is excitement. But then we can't talk about motherhood without acknowledging the devastation and the loss that some mothers feel because they're mothers too and I made this podcast for the main purpose of encouraging other mothers but to be real to be transparent to be open about things that do happen in real life research shows that one in four women will end up having miscarriages and 85% of those happen in the first trimester somewhere between 1 to 12 weeks Now, the thing with society, and in my opinion, I feel like society doesn't do enough to really help the well-being and the mental well-being of mothers who have lost a child in pregnancy or even at birth. All too often, society just expects women to just go through such an extreme loss and then get back up and go right back to living their everyday lives which is why I say that these women in particular are the strongest women on the face of this earth because the experience may be gone and may be done away with and passed the memories stay. So we expect these mothers to have these babies or to experience this loss and then just go right back to real life as if nothing happened. And the fact of the matter is, some of these mothers won't forget that and have to be stuck with these thoughts all the way into the end of this system. I personally can't say I know the feeling because I've never experienced such a loss. But what I can say is that if my arms were big enough, I would extend my arms out to every mother on the face of this globe who has lost a child and give you guys the biggest hug and tell you that I'm here for you. I'm so sorry for people's ignorance. I'm so sorry for even... I've been guilty of saying things like, Hey, when are you going to have a baby? Hey, you guys should start making baby number two. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know what people go through. 
some people suffer in silence so it's very important that we are careful with our words but we're careful with with projecting our or forcing our ideas or our ways of living on other people it's none of our business why someone doesn't have a child yet we just don't know the battles they are facing so I apologize if people's ignorance has called you to cry in silence even if they meant well I'm sorry I'm sorry and I'm sorry and if you know somebody who has experienced miscarriages has lost a child Sometimes words aren't enough. Sometimes it's just being there. Being there to show our love. Being there to extend our encouragement. Even if it's there just to be their hands, be their feet. Help them to do certain errands that they can't do within that moment. We're just sitting with them and crying together. And let them know that you're here. The good thing about all of this, though, is that Jehovah feels the pain and is close to those who are broken in spirit. Take comfort in that. And that Jehovah keeps people in his memory. I made this podcast because I wanted to encourage mothers, but also to let you know that you're not alone at all. And my next guest is going to prove that. We're going to take a break. Stick around. We'll be back. tragedy of, of uh, you know, dealing with unforeseen occurrences such as a miscarriage. And this is a very difficult topic, but I do have a guest here to uh, talk about her experience. She's a, she's a mother. She's a comedian. She's a, she's a coach. Um, please, uh, dear moms, help me give a warm welcome to Cat uh, Cat Branchman. How are you doing, girl? Hey, I am trying to stay cool in this yeah. weather, child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> corona don't make it any better. It does it, it does I, it. I joke about it. I say I feel like Corona and the sun got together and conspired. <laughs> this well, that, look at that. The, the finances, the pollen, the, oh, the hurricanes, everything yeah, got yeah. together, child. Yes. Everything. So, but no, I, I just want you to tell the, the audience, just get, um, you know tell us a little bit about yourself what you do how many kids you have yes absolutely um so my name is Catherine I go by Kat um native of Long Beach um I'm married to my best friend we've been married 12 years in February uh I currently have a 12 year old that will be 13 in October a nine-year-old daughter a nine-year-old son um and I am currently eight months pregnant with our third child which is a girl 
Um, her name will be Honey. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yes, I'm a life coach. Um, I am a comedian. I'm a writer. Um, yeah, I'm that lady. I do everything. And um, yeah, I, I classically trained as a therapist, but I um, went to school in another state. So when I moved to California, uh, I didn't want to do the 3,000 hours compared to the 600 hours I did to get my licensure in another state. So yeah. I practiced without the license. Yeah. But it, it, it seems like, you know, because I've been following you. I think you have a mutual friend uh, that's a photographer, E. Marie. Yes. And, uh, she's she's my girl. We go way back in high school and uh, that's family right there. So when I saw your content, um, I knew I was like, oh, okay, I, I got to follow her. There's something about this woman and there's something about her family that brings a lot of encouragement on my feed so I'm glad I followed you and I'm glad yes I think from from that point on uh there's been a mutual respect of of, yes what each other what what we do and and yes um, so thank you for being on the show now I understand you know um you know being a mom uh I'm sure as you can, you know, agree that it can be very stressful. And then there's things that you're, you're not prepared for. Uh, I was reading a, a study. Uh, I was reading an article that 3 million women um, each year suffer miscarriages. Yeah. Um, and we can't talk about motherhood without acknowledging the women that have lost um, a baby either in birth or in pregnancy absolutely because they are just as much as mothers as the mothers who do have kids like the, they are moms yes you know so I understand that you have a testimony you have something that you've been through you, you want to share any type of encouragement with those who are suffering the same plight yeah I um so I heard a lot about miscarriage and, and losses, never personally experienced it. Um, my mother, I know she had seven miscarriages before she got pregnant with my sisters, but I never equated, you know, hey, that had or could have anything to do with me. But uh, long story short, uh, my husband and I decided to try for a third in 2018 mm-hmm. and um, had a little bit of trouble, got pregnant. And... Um, well, actually, number one, I didn't know I was pregnant. I was just sitting at home on our wedding anniversary, our 10-year wedding anniversary. And out of nowhere, I just fell to the floor, had to be rushed to the hospital. Um, my uterus was filling up with blood. And so um, my husband, we didn't know that was happening. We are in the hospital waiting. He went and took the kids to get something to eat. And they came rushing in the room, like, we have to take the surgery right now. And so they basically, they saved my ovary. Um, there was a mass that ruptured come to find out it was an eptopic pregnancy but that day they did the surgery we didn't know that's what happened and so for three days I thought I, after surgery they said hey we, we you're pregnant and we saved the baby um everything is fine we didn't have to cut into the your uterus we got all the blood and scar tissue congratulations and then three days later they called me and said hey we sent them the mass over to pathology that was the baby we removed so they said there was no way to save it. Um, and that was just hurtful because it was like, you know, for three days, I'm just telling everybody. And so I think I was embarrassed and I was hurt and confused. And then we tried again the following year, 2019, got pregnant. Everything was going well. And then on my birthday, uh, went to uh, get an ultrasound and the heart 
had a stop beating. We lost the heartbeat. And so that was hard because I had to get a DNC, which is basically an abortion, a surgical abortion. And that was just hurtful because I was, wasn't sure if I wasn't being, you know, if I wasn't having enough faith or it just, you go through so many different emotions and thoughts. And so after that, I went through about a year of anger, bitterness, resentment, sorrow, embarrassment, just trying to understand that in the context of who I thought I was, right? you know, as a woman and mother. So, and then I was like, Hey, we're done. We got two healthy kids. You know, we had them early. Let's just be grateful, move on. And now I'm eight months pregnant. So <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and it was hard because you, coming at, you got, you, you, you named her honey. Yes. I like I, yes. So, named her honey. So cute. And it makes you smile just thinking of it, yeah. you know? And so it was hard standing in the tandem of the tension of yeah. not being over the two losses, but trying yeah. to be grateful for having one. And that's mm-hmm. a hard place to be in because everybody wants you to focus on the new baby, but you're still kind of mourning and grieving the loss of the other two because they and meant something too. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, I, I mentioned about it a little bit briefly in the beginning of the show, but, uh, you know, uh, I feel like mothers who have dealt with this are the strongest women on the face of this earth. I don't, I feel like society, we don't, we don't do enough to check in with the mothers who, who, who this has happened to and say, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Mentally, are you okay? Physically, are you okay? Society, basically the way they treat miscarriages, it's like, you have to understand a, a mother ha- is mourning her child. She's lost her child, but but nine times out of 10, they're expected to go back to work as if nothing happened. Absolutely. There's I think it's reflective of how we treat mental health in this country anyway, because, yeah. you know, um, just the, just the idea of mourning someone, um, but in a capitalistic society, if it don't equal dollars, you know, money don't make sense. And so, even with women who maybe have not experienced loss and maybe you just got married or you just got in a relationship and they're already pushing for your uterus to get to pumping out babies. It's like, Whoa, like, (laughs) you know, I may not be able to like, there's just, this is, it's a, it's a really bad stigma, unfortunately. And it doesn't seem to be going away. You would think, you know, as times go on and generations go on, we'll become more aware of this stuff, but it's actually just as prevalent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the reason why I really wanted to do this episode was because I know a few people that, that this has, has happened to. Um, and it's, it's very hard for, um, I, I think people don't talk about it because they don't, they don't want to deal with it. And, uh-huh. and that's, that's the sad part, you know, um, the way the society is, it's, it's not, um, especially nowadays, there's no empathy there's no sensitivity um, to the, like you said, people with mental issues. Yeah. People who are dealing with maybe um, some some mothers are going through a PTSD because of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this this is this is something that has to be addressed. It's something that has to be talked about. And in that moment, when someone loses a child, um, it's like, what can you do? Well, you know, I mean, there's not there's not much more you can say because sometimes people really don't want to hear it they just want you to be there you know sit with them cry with them yes you know if they need anything you know reach out to them and then when they ask if they're okay ask them again are you okay are you okay because i know a lot of a lot of mothers you know they they some people won't 
won't ever bounce back or recover from that because of yeah. just how how tra- traumatic that experience. Absolutely, is. and I think that just me, just the way that I think and working with people and understanding people. One of the reasons why they can't or don't want to talk about it is because it's hard to see someone else's pain when you don't deal, process, and manage your own pain. So we have a society of people who are going through life, pushing past their own stuff, their own brokenness. So when they embark on somebody else's brokenness, that's too much. You know, it's too close to home. It's too triggering. And people are just, you know, kind of trained. What what can I do? How can we move past it? What do you need? Okay, you know, because... If I deal with your stuff, then I got to deal with my stuff. What does it look like to sit in the pain with somebody? Right. And I don't have to solve it, but I can be here with you. That right. that's right. that is really heavy if you've never done that or had somebody do that with you. And so, cry happy with DMing me all kind of crazy stuff. Like <laughs> it was it was like, hey, if you don't have the words, it's okay. But they were so uncomfortable with knowing this happened to me. Yeah. They say, hey, thoughts and prayers I'm be here. with you. Keep yeah, I'm here. Keep yeah. I noticed that my, my grandmother used to say, my grandmother used to, she used to tell me, she said, you know, you can say a lot by not saying anything at all. So you're right. Yes. You can say a lot by not saying anything at all. Love is a verb. And it, it's, it's, for me, I know when I lost someone who I love, friends would reach out to me and say, hey, you want me to cook you a meal? Yeah. Or, or hey, you know, do you do you need me to maybe run errands for you? That's something that that's needed, especially in a time like that. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you though, how? I mean, I'm so first of all, I'm happy that you're blessed with um, a, a child, another baby, and everyone's so happy for you. But I wanted to ask you, how did you uh, get over this hardship? What What were some of the things that helped you get over this this pain um I think the first thing that I did um unintentionally was just I just I just sat in the despair I sat in the depression I walked it out like I'm like hey if I would be sad let me just be me I think um working with other people and being a life coach that's something I always tell people you know be real with yourself be authentic with yourself and I didn't have it in me to go live and be chipper and I, I just sit in the reality that I, I'm not happy I'm disappointed I'm hurt and it was a long time months um once I kind of got that stuff out of my system I mean like the crying and in the shower and breaking down I kind of came to the place where I realized me being a doer and being an extrovert it, it's very rare for me not to be doing for someone so I just mm-hmm. cut all that off and just experience what it would be like to heal on my terms um and I think another thing that I did was I realized I didn't know how to mourn I did I kept trying to make myself okay I kept trying to say like it ain't even like you was like six or seven months girl you fine like and I'm like what is this voice and so my best friend Leilani and I would talk a lot and I would and everything that came to my mind she would ask me what's the lie what's the lie today and I'm like the lie is I, I'm being overly dramatic because the baby was still in, you know, the first trimester. And she was like, well, where do you think that's coming from? And she would just ask me these hard questions. And I realized a lot of this was stuff that I learned growing up, watching a single black mother have to push through. So yeah. I kept trying to make myself okay. So those are just, and those are not like super, you know, deep answers, but I was very cognitive of what I was doing. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like how many other women are going through this and being honest with how I felt and not trying to put on and, for my audience, for anybody, and just being like, hey, this is how I am, this is where I am. And I'm glad I did it like that because now 
as I'm still coming out the healing, I don't yes. I don't regret anything. Or there's no lingering residue of bitterness that I never addressed, you know. And, and I think too with that um, dealing with such a loss, I'm sure whatever that I, this expression, whatever doesn't break you, makes you stronger. Yeah. So when people rise up out of out of the dirt, when people find the strength to get up, it's it's almost as if you each with each victory each time you get up you're durable yes and here we are now you're pregnant you have your experience and you're telling your story to help someone else yeah and there is some good that can come out of that too i'm happy for you and and i'm I'm so excited because i know that um because you've stayed in your truth and because you've been real with your audience and the people who follow you, people notice that and people draw to that. I mean, just definitely um, continue to keep being that, that light and, and that, that positive energy that we see because thank you. It's, it's definitely needed, especially nowadays. <laughs> Arona is yes. protest is happening and yeah. Lord Jesus. I, I do want to say that you have uh, two other kids. You have your, your daughter and you have your son, which, by the way, yes. is a character. Oh, baby. Who you telling? Girl. Oh, girl, every, every day he do something, say something new, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like boy, oh, a whole boy, character. This boy is definitely, <laughs> he has a career in being a comedian, for sure. He's something. <laughs> he's something because I'm like, you know, he's, it's funny, I always, my daughter is very much like me, but he has my, like, soul. Like, he is just this, but in a, but, it's, but it's a boy. And I'm like, and I didn't grow up with boys, really. I didn't have a whole bunch of younger cousins or, bo- or brothers who were boys. So, for me, it's a new re- relationship experience. And so, girl, yeah, watching him, but exhibit my character traits and personality, I'm like, this boy, is Lord, is this how I was, Jesus? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do I do ask you though um what uh what um what tips what 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 type of lessons do you want to pass down to your children more than anything like what is the main thing you want your children to take away from you in life yeah yes it's funny I asked my uh daughter this I said hey if I I have very candid conversation with them I said hey if I die what's one thing that you know I taught you like something that you've taken from me and she took a second she was like I just know to trust myself I know even if I get it wrong I was supposed to get it wrong and it's gonna work out know that I'm not crazy and even if I look different from other people or I stand out like to trust myself and I was so pleased with that I mean I teach my kids a lot of stuff but I'm like yes like if, if you don't get nothing else from your mama, like, <laughs> you, you ain't crazy. You got the spirit. Trust yourself. And um, my my children are very she's different. She's beautiful. She, oh, she's a, she just told me today uh, she took strength finder tests and got her five strengths and been reading them. And she told me today, um, she was like, hey, I want to say thank you for letting me cut my hair two years ago because I've learned so much about who I am as a, as a young woman and fought through so much and um thank you for like trusting me to do this for myself and I was like yeah you're welcome you know and I was like there are some things they don't do of course I'm fussing about cleaning up and you know eating my chips and stuff like that but for the most part you know I'm in the what's going on today 
I'm like, Laura, I don't know what I did to deserve these two, but thank you yeah. because, yeah, girl, it's some it's some stuff going on yeah, <laughs> out there. It is, man. Yeah. Um, some people. I think uh, I was uh, talking to my friend the other the other day that I'm we're um, an episode coming up where we're going to be talking about the the importance of beauty and how that mm. affects, how that affects us as mothers and how our Ooh, how, yeah. how our how our um, views of beauty how how do we pass that down to our kids mm. you know? Ooh, and girl that's funny because my, my mother's she'll be 72 in November and my daughter and my mother get into it all the time about her hair this my daughter cut her hair off two years ago and every time she see my mama her grandma my grandma, my mom says, "Oh, you couldn't wait till I die to cut your hair. You just cut all your beautiful hair off, girl. You run around here with this short same thing. I'm telling you, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a generational thing, man. It, it is, is a generational it is. thing. So it is, girl. Yeah. So I just, I always laugh at that. And then meanwhile, while she's ranting, there's a big picture of her when she's worked for the school district with this short burgundy haircut. And my daughter be like, look at you with this short hair, but because it's pressed." My mama think it's more presentable. I'm like, girl, yeah, it's amazing what, what we pass down to the generation yeah. if, we ain't, if we ain't careful. Yeah, that's so true. I I do know, uh, um, before we wrap this up, I definitely yeah. want to see if, if there's anything else that you would like to let other mothers know um, with, you know, maybe mothers who just got the call of, okay. Yes. You know, my, I lost my baby, or mothers who are maybe dealing with you know problems with maybe getting pregnant, you know, yes. having infertility because that is an issue too. That's a problem. Yes, ma'am. Here's the thing: being a mom, though, I really do feel like it's 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 being a mother has to do with your spirit. And there you go. Because anybody could be a mom, really. There you go. You. you don't have to carry a child at all. Yes. And yes. I really do believe that there's, I, I credit a lot of the woman I am today to the, to the women that help raise me that aren't mothers, you know, yes. but having a mothering, uh, nurturing spirit, you know, and yes. I, that's really what I think motherhood is. But I do want to see, do you have any advice to the women who are dealing with those issues right now? Like, I actually think that's like a great point you brought up that, I mean, you just took the words out of my mouth. I think. Whether you're trying to get pregnant, you've had a loss. I think uh, mothering is a mindset. It definitely is a spirit. And um, so it is your ability to cover, to protect, to instruct, to teach, to love. And a lot of that can be done without you having a biological child. Now, their their need will be there. And I, and I get that. We don't want to negate from that. But I think taking that route and that mindset allows you to see who you can serve what what child what young adult what teen and that's something my husband and I have always done whether it's a college student that we met through somebody and we dropping off food at their dorm room or <laughs> it's you know my son's best friend who doesn't have a dad and when we go to basketball tournaments my husband will go pick up him too and they'll have boys day you know the ability to cover and instruct and teach and love so I always encourage people to keep that mindset and don't let the act of childbirth define whether or not you can be a mother to somebody, especially right now, okay, with everything that's going on. Girl, I know there's so many kids out there who, who need a home. Oh, man, man. I'm to say it, need a home because they don't have structure. They don't yes. have consistency. And to the, to the men, to the women, I'm sorry, to the women that can do that, um, those it, strong, strong yeah. women. But yeah. 
Thanks so much. I do appreciate you coming on and thank you for sharing yes. your story. You are welcome anytime on my show, Kat. Um, I hope that we can work together in person. Oh, yeah, Rona, I know. After Rona is <laughs> over with because she tripping out here. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on and, and, and just sharing. I hope, um, you know, whoever's listening just feels a little bit better after this because it's I wish I had a podcast to listen to at the time because you just want to know you you ain't the only one you know so yeah but I I do want to thank you moms for tuning in and I always say this at the end of every episode because it's true you matter yes you matter yes please take care of yourself and so the next time we talk please be easy